What if we told you that diversifying your portfolio could also help create and save jobs? With just 2,000 ringgit, you can help support national growth by investing in SMEs that are the backbone of our economy via equity crowdfunding with Funnel, a trusted and easy-to-use platform with diverse investment structures. Accelerate Malaysia's success with Southeast Asia's largest platform for private investments. Visit funnel.com slash ECF. That's F-U-N-D-N-E-L. Hashtag Kita Jaga Kita Bersama Funnel. This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with... Arvini Branch. And Christine Wong. As usual, we three will be with you all the way through until around one o'clock this afternoon. And if you'd like to take part in our discussion today, we're talking about money and is making more money a realistic goal for you in 2021? We have a poll running over on Twitter. The options are yes... Or no. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. We have around 100 votes so far with a, a percentage of you, a large percentage of you at 69.2 saying yes. Uh, nice percentages so far. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a look at that and uh, talk about that a little bit later on. That's based on the story that Arving will be delivering shortly. Uh, and then, of course, we'll be talking about uh, that whole world of artists, and I say artists, quote unquote, uh, producing sleepy music or quote unquote otherwise known as <laughs> that stuff white noise uh, they are making a ton of money mm-hmm. and we'll explain a little bit about that Chris then has story number three and it's about it's about how to take the chaos out of brainstorming right off kick us off then yeah so uh, this is about resolutions and it's also an article we found on Forbes uh, we've been talking about resolutions all week and stuff and, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest ways people equate uh, or one of the biggest uh, equations of success is whether you have enough money right a lot of people want to yeah. make more money in the year they want to you know have a pay rate or do well in business or whatever. Um, And this psychologist, Mark Travers, says that maybe in 2021, because of the kind of year that people have just had, they shouldn't be looking to, to, you know, making more money this year and they should be focusing on other things. I think a lot of people are focusing on keeping their job, right, this year? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And also things like uh, mental health, happiness, Mm -hmm. uh, time with loved ones and stuff. So um, he says that research shows a pretty strong relationship between income and happiness at lower ends of the income spectrum. So for instance, if you make... Uh, ten thousand a year, ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year, and suddenly you receive a five thousand raise. Then yes, your overall happiness is going to go up mm. because it's a huge increment. Um, however, if you're making a hundred thousand a year and you get that same five thousand raise, odds are that your overall level of happiness is not going to change all that much because it's not even a dent. It doesn't make a yeah. difference for you if you stretch it across like twelve months. Um, the better question to ask yourself is how can I be happier? Um, if you don't have enough money to cover your basic needs, then thinking about ways to earn additional income is going to be an important step towards improving your overall quality of life, obviously. Mm-hmm. But after your basic needs are met, the relationship between income and happiness gets a lot murkier um, because we don't know how it affects people who already have so much money. Um so he says that some research has has compared lifestyle differences between millionaires um, and average people and has found that millionaires' lives, I like how they say like average right. people, mm. uh, millionaires' lives are actually incredibly similar to the lives of regular people. Um, they both spend about the same amount of time on their phones with family, sleeping and relaxing. Uh, the differences are, one, millionaires tend to spend more time engaging in active leisure pursuits such as exercising, praying, uh, volunteering, as opposed to passive leisure pursuits such as napping, watching TV, 
and resting. Um, and also millionaires tend to engage in professional pursuits that offer a higher degree of autonomy. Um, it, it's, it's quite interesting because uh, he adds that millionaires and non-millionaires both spend the same amount of time working on average. So whether we're rich or not, we can all make small changes that improve our overall quality of life. Does that debunk the whole hustle thing then? Uh, I, no. So I, I picked this article specifically because I don't know if I agree uh, personally because it's kind of very surface level to say that, oh, millionaires spend the same amount of time on their phones. It's like, yes, but also no. You know what I mean? There are a lot of different like, so many nuances, so many like things you have to think about, so many factors that you have to take into account before you compare two different brackets of two very different people. Yeah. I'm guessing that millionaires are not scrolling through their Instagram timeline or their Facebook feed or yeah. they're probably doing, I don't know. I'm I mean, also yeah. assuming that, you know, even if you're working roughly the same amount of hours, mm. there are some of us who are being told what to do and there's some yes. of us who are doing... The telling. The telling. Mm. And uh -huh. I get the suspicion that millionaires fall more in the latter category. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's how much time you put into the day of your work and how much you're getting in return. So obviously, some of them are getting a lot more, some of them are getting a lot less, depends on which bracket you're mm. in, right? Mm. Um, so that's why I wanted to sort of discuss this because I know it makes sense, the focusing on other things, but mm -hmm. how much does it make sense? It's the same uh, kind of line of thinking as, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this on Facebook, like Beyonce has 24 hours in a day. What, how about you? Like, <laughs> you know, why, why don't you... Why aren't you as productive as Beyonce? And it's like, well, because I don't have all the resources Beyonce has, maybe. Right. You right. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it, that, that whole <laughs> cliche about, you know, um, Hollywood stars and whatever. Why do they look so good? And why do they look so young? And, mm. you know, if I had the same amount of time to spend in the gym that they did and the same amount of resources to have uh -huh. yeah. a private chef and a private cleaner. And, and a you know, dietitian. And a and dietitian. And and mm -hmm. I'm sure I could look that good, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I love that because they used to use Chris Pratt as like an example. Right, like, right, oh, yeah. if Chris Pratt could tone up and he could do this, then anyone. I'm like, Chris Pratt had like 12 trainers yeah. with him and a diet and Marvel money. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's unrealistic expectations, right? Yeah. And I, but bringing it down to earth ju just a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, back to the question about making money and whether or not it's a realistic goal. Uh, for this for this year, 2021, I, I think this is something that um, as 2020 kind of drew towards a close, yeah. I didn't, I was lucky. I didn't have a bad year last year, mm -hmm. you know, and in some ways I, I did actually better, I was better off financially last year mm -hmm. than I have been for a while. And I think a lot of that is because I didn't have to leave the house as much, mm -hmm. as odd as it sounds. So I wasn't, spending money on travel. Um, and I, by that, I mean to and from the office. I was spending arguably less money on food mm -hmm. uh, because I was spending it, you know, cooking at home and ordering mm -hmm. in and whatnot. But 2021, because it's so weird right now, we don't know where we are. We don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But now we've had 2020 to kind of semi-prepare us. It's made me think, well, I, I need to be thinking a little bit more about uh, more um, revenue streams just in case. Mm -hmm. Side yeah. hustles and Side stuff. Side hustles and stuff, I mean, yeah. I think for me, uh, the question is kind of a bit, um, it doesn't really apply because I don't think, like, I voted no because I said, like, you know, is making more money a realistic goal for me in 2021? No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But saving more money is. 
Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like I, I, uh, you know, I, I don't think I, I kind of have like the energy to, uh, you know, think about all these side hustles and stuff. I'm very much so the kind of just take one day at a time kind of yeah. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But definitely saving money, I think, is is really the priority for me at the moment. I think I'm in the same boat because if anything, 2020 showed me where I could cut down my expenses. Yeah. Um, mm. Cooking at home, uh, mm. don't have to drive as much, and how to you know save on on things that I thought wouldn't make a difference, but then made a huge difference mm. at the end. When, when you look at your like bank account balance and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it also makes you think about uh, not just the idea of the hustle, because you, you know how I rail against the idea mm-hmm. of the hustle, mm-hmm. but stuff like passive income. How can you make money you know, passively? Are there ways of doing legitimately and, and whatnot? And last year, towards the end of it, it was at the time where I spent down looking at ways of passively making income. There are legitimate ways of doing it, mm-hmm. yeah. but you have to put in the work first. Then it pays off. And this is where that discussion of Millionaires versus normal people is, mm-hmm. you know, they've obviously put in the work at first mm-hmm. so that they can now passively enjoy their golf and, and, and their saunas and, and whatever, you mm-hmm. know, uh, instead of napping and doing the stuff that quote unquote normal people do. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, right. That's the question. Is making more money a realistic goal for you in 2021? Why or why not? Let us know via WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Twitter, we have a poll. It's at BFM Radio. And get us on Instagram if you want to comment as well. That's the same handle. We're going to take a short break with Sam Cook and Shake when we come back. More discussion about money here on Enterprise Biz Bites, BFM 89.9. Behold freedom, Malaysia, BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Hey folks, welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with... Arvind Raj And Christine Wong. We're talking money today. And is money is making more money a realistic goal for you in 2021? Why or why not? That's the poll we have running over on Twitter. Uh, we'll be talking about that in just a moment. We've got feedback on Instagram and on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 018-789-8899. Arv, do you want to give us a quick update on the poll numbers? Yeah, so it is at 68.9% for yes and 31.1% for no. Uh, Lauren says, spending a lot less, investing a lot more. Mm. What have we got over on Instagram, Chris? On Instagram, we've got yes at 73% and uh, no at 27%. And we've also got a couple of responses here as well. E-7 says, opportunities are everywhere. If you can't find them, you create them. Uh, uh, Kartika Yan Yoga Jaran says, I would like to increase my value and skill set. And I Am Loot says, yes, because a baby is coming soon. Congratulations. Funny enough, you should mention that. Anwar Roslan has said, Good day, making more money in 2021. Doesn't seem like it. The KLSE are bleeding, and I already lost quite a lot uh, today and yesterday. Goodbye, Bull Run. The good thing is that my wife is pregnant. Aww. It's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Wow. It's all happening. The stalks flying everywhere past here in <laughs> the window on the show today. Congratulations, guys. Uh, again, 018-789-8899 if you want to get in touch via WhatsApp, uh, Twitter, or Instagram. We're at BFM Radio. Uh, now, Arv, who did you speak to about this? So we got in touch with uh, Dr. Eugene T. Uh, he's the Associate Professor in Psychology at Help University. Um, and we wanted to ask, you know, like uh, Dr. Eugene, in your opinion, based on the kind of year we just had, should ma- uh, should making more money be a priority in terms of like mental health and overall well-being? I think the year that was, the year that we will say we will never speak of again, highlighted what really mattered to us. For many, it was indeed money. 
Uh, for others, it was relationships and mental health. So should we change our goals this year to make more money? Well, for individuals, I think the answer to your question depends on whether we have enough to meet your necessities. We know from quite a bit of psychological research that money is a better remover of dissatisfaction than it is a creator of satisfaction. So put another way, having money removes misery, but once our minimum threshold and base requirements are met, other factors become better predictors of our happiness. So yes, do make more money, but recognize that such goals are useful insofar that it removes dissatisfaction and helps limit the risk of um, adverse mental health outcomes. We don't need research to tell us that not having your basic needs met, not having enough to eat, and not having a roof over your head can be downright depressing. And let's not kid ourselves that thinking positively, optimistically is possible as we grow hungry and insecure about our jobs. Um, in fact, Hong Kong introduced its minimum wage ordinance back in 2011, and the rates of depression and suicide from low-paying jobs being one of the reasons for the introduction of that act. And so ultimately, without a safe minimum financial buffer to meet our basic needs, it's very difficult to remain content or achieve reasonable levels of well-being. So your money goal should be aligned with that fact. And how much do finances impact one's level of happiness? And is it possible to stay happy in 2021 knowing finances aren't good? How much does money affect our happiness? Tremendously. The relationship between money and happiness is an interesting and um, widely studied one in psychology and also in uh, behavioral economics. So generally what we find is that at the individual level, the relationship between money and happiness increases steadily and in a linear fashion, but only up to a certain point. More money at least initially is a good motivator for work performance and a driver for personal and job satisfaction. Uh, past a crucial certain point, Point, however, other more abstract, subjective factors become better predictors of happiness. Autonomy to pursue one's interests, the availability of leisure time to engage in one's hobbies, meaningful connections and relationships with others, these are just some of the better predictors of sustained happiness beyond having a healthy household budget or a healthy personal financial portfolio. I, I think what people want with money isn't the money itself, interestingly. It's the choices that money provides. Choices to buy what they want to eat, to eat what they want, the option to spend time for interest, right down to a choice of jobs or even not having to work at all. And with that added choice, I think people believe they will be happier. So a practical suggestion from all of this is to make your ringgit stretch further for your happiness this year. Once you've satisfied your basic needs, think about how you're spending your money for your wants. Note that needs and wants are not the same thing. Some studies show that spending money on experiences and time, and yes, indeed, you can buy time, can both lead to higher levels of contentment and happiness. So yes, you can stay happy and find other ways to be content that does not revolve around money year. Mm. So that's from, like more from a personal kind of point of view, but with many businesses suffering losses in 2020, what are some, uh, I guess, more realistic goals to set in 2021 for them uh, besides just increasing financial strength? It is often said that every crisis becomes or can be seen as an opportunity. I'm sure you and your listeners don't need to hear this again. So I'll suggest instead finding ways to recognize, reward and cultivate resourcefulness in your organization. Uh, staff have been left demotivated, dejected and discouraged with many reporting, too many to count really, um, reporting that their well-being and health concerns were disregarded by the organizations they serve. So one suggestion that might help retain existing talent and 
enhance morale, is to encourage staff to reflect on and recognize ways in which they've been resourceful throughout the pandemic year. What initiatives and efforts have staff taken to pivot to, say, new approaches to work? Which individuals can the organization highlight as exemplary and praiseworthy for their courage and commitment? Which, say, specific teams collaborated efficiently using technology to ensure um, smooth running and delivery of products and services. So I think ultimately what organizations might aim for instead in 2021, apart from or maybe in addition to financial goals, are targets for resilience, reinvention, and regrowth. Often we recognize that no news is good news, especially in crisis. But this also means that we forget to recognize and acknowledge the positive exemplars within our organizations. I think by doing so, organizations cultivate and strengthen a key asset that is their people. And this can serve to, like I said, boost morale and commitment amongst its grittiest, most creative and most talented and valued employees. Hmm. Um, Dr. Eugene, what are some of the upsides of knowing more money isn't attainable um, as a goal this year, if any? I think we begin with acceptance and later the realization that money isn't everything. It is a lot of things, but it's still not everything. I know it's easier said than lived, uh, but hear me out. I recently read a book called 21 Letters, and one of the chapters featured the title, What You Can't Count Matters More Than What You Can. Uh, That speaks a lot about our relationships with money. Money, salary, bonuses, they're all tangible, objective, if you will, indicators and symbols of outward success. But we realize that this isn't the full story of our happiness. If anything, some of our more extravagant purchases could actually be driven by the need to impress others more than to satisfy ourselves. Also, you only need to look up stories, and there's some research on this, of people who have experienced a financial windfall, lottery winners in particular. Um, And looking through these stories, you'll know that sometimes more money leads to more misery. Strained ties between family members and friends are just being two of the consequences. Um, So if you realize that more money isn't an attainable or necessarily beneficial goal to our well-being, our happiness, and our mental health, we're then forced, but I think beneficially so, to set goals that encourage us to spend time more on interests, activities, and people, and that these tend to lead to more sustained happiness. Now then, the million-dollar question, uh, no pun intended. Psychologically speaking, can money buy happiness? Yes, you can, (laughs) but it depends on what you spend your money on. And the current consensus uh, from the psychological sciences, at least, uh, as we've discussed, um, money is more powerfully a remover of dissatisfaction than it does lead to long-term satisfaction. Uh, Second, spending money on experiences results in longer-lasting happiness than purchases of material items. So you might want to think about the thrill of the the 11-11 or the 12-12 sale item you've acquired. How long you felt that thrill after you've received the product delivered. I think we're more excited about the anticipation of such sales than anything. There's also a well-attested psychological tendency for us to adapt quickly to our added wealth or our new purchase. We get used to our comforts and purchases and then start wondering if more expensive purchases will make us even happier. If you want to buy happiness, in a manner of speaking, try spending it on experiences instead. And experiences with other people in meaningful connections with others can be an especially potent predictor of happiness. I get we can't all travel now. Some of us don't feel safe doing so. So I'll propose something quite counterintuitive. So just hear me out. Spend on others. 
This can be a charitable cause which appeals to you. Time is money, so time is another resource you can spend on others. But of course, donate within your means and after you satisfy your basic needs. Uh, one study showed that spending money on others leads to longer lasting happiness than spending money on yourself. And this pattern was also shown amongst children who said that they were happier sharing than hoarding treats to themselves. It's all a bit counterintuitive, I know, but then again, most of us have always had a strange relationship with our finances anyway. We can't live without money, of course, but it becomes complicated when people have more money than they know what to do with it or to do with it themselves. I love how straight up he is, mm-hmm. right? Same. Can money buy your happiness? Yes. Of course. Brilliant. Yep. I love that. Folks, Are you? Uh, is making more money a realistic goal for you in 2021? Why or why not? Let us know. Get us via WhatsApp, 018-789-8899, Twitter or Instagram. We have a poll running, at BFM Radio. Music up next from The Cars. You might think here on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.